last week on Emergency Pants? Uh, let's see. Uh, Jihad. Hello. Hello. <laughs> hey, nerds. <laughs> What's up? Howdy. Hi. How's it going? Delightful. It is delightful. Is, isn't it? Hey, everybody. This is Randall. Hey, everybody. Hi. <laughs> Randall, this is everybody. Shane. Hi, everyone. Hello, all of you out there in podcast <laughs> land. Hey, Randall. You can listen to the soothing sounds of my voice. <laughs> you have Should a good just... voiceover voice. One time, um, it was a radio voice. <laughs> I, I actually auditioned to be the Memphis Grizzlies uh, in arena announcer. At, uh, <sighs> Why didn't time. they hire you? Well, because uh, somebody who wore a bow tie probably got it. But it's like you know, ladies and gentlemen, get on your feet. Put your hands together for our Memphis Grizzlies. And you didn't and I got take to, it? I got to go out in the middle of the floor, and, and uh, there was a little desk in the middle of the, the basketball coliseum. <laughs> and I, you know, I played the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. And you went and, and announced everybody on the, on, the, uh, on the team. So it was, you know... Paul Gazal and Mark Sakalidis and, and a whole bunch of people who are very difficult to actually pronounce their names correctly. And, Yikes. Uh, <laughs> and of course, um, actual professional voiceover people, I think, actually got the job. Mm. Was, it that, was it that homeless guy who has the golden voice? <laughs> no. It was, wasn't it? <laughs> no, it did... It, it, uh, it was some dude with a with a very white hair and wow. and uh, having gone to games after he got his bit, um, he he looked the part, which is very strange for an arena PA announcer. But they they, you know, it's like Don Pardo or or uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty cool. That works out, I guess. But I I don't know. You 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 present well. That, mm-hmm. I I think you were robbed, basically. So, I do too. I think we should all write letters. Yeah. Well, I don't live in Memphis anymore, so it's uh, I'd yeah. have to be like the the Nashville Predators or maybe Tennessee Titans. Um, well, if if we still. need to write letters, you let us know. Yeah, okay. we're good at letter writing campaigns. All right, everyone in internet we land. Talk but. about doing that a lot. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> did I did I tell the story about the the letter I wrote to Nintendo when I was a kid? What? No. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I got Super Mario Brothers two, which uh, I loved the shit out of. <laughs> but uh, in the the manual that came with the game, there were several glaring errors. Mm. Like they misspelled one of the the characters' names, and they they there was um. One of the characters was a like a little dinosaur thing that shot eggs out of its nose, and it was uh, it was listed incorrectly in the manual, so uh, it did not sit well with ten year old me. So I wrote a Nintendo a letter, basically correcting them. <laughs> Dear sir or madam, as the case may be. Mm-hmm. Yes. When when I was ten, I'm I'm a hair older than than you are. Um, you could get a high score on like Pitfall, mm-hmm. and take a photograph of your television screen if you got more than like twenty thousand points, and mail it to Activision, and they would mail you back a patch. What? What? Yeah. Wow. Neat. And and it would be like you know you'd get a Pitfall patch and a, and a canyon bomber patch or, or or whatever i don't remember other activision games but if you got a, a, enough high scores and you can make like a merit badge sash like a boy scout except for <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> i would 10 year old me would have worn that proudly 
I think I, I think I beat the high, the the actually very low high score on Pitfall, and uh, never mailed it in. Hmm. Tragedy. That Man, is. I I loved Pitfall, but I never made it very far. I was horrible at it. I don't think I ever tried that game. Those kind of games always made me stabby. <laughs> <laughs> I I I am not good at the, you know, jumping over stuff thing. So whenever I got to like dungeon levels in Super Mario Brothers, I would usually hand it over to um one of my brothers and they would do it from there. So <laughs> yeah. Or I'd get I'd get to a level where there was a lot of jumping and timing and stuff like that and I'd ask one of them to do it. So I always <laughs> sucked at Mario Brothers. I Pitfall was was marginally easier. Mm. It was a hell of a lot more repetitive anyway. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. But I yeah, and I would make the same mistake every time. I do the same thing with Angry Birds. I, I would jump at the exact same spot, <laughs> thinking somehow it would change. <laughs> and I do the same thing with Angry Birds. I will do the exact same angle every time. <laughs> Clearly, the he game made the- a calculation error the first time. <laughs> this time, it will be different. <laughs> you launched that bird straight up beside Mario's head. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I I had that game for like two seconds, <laughs> and then I thought I need to get rid of this. <laughs> this will not end well. So anyway, so what you up to? Mm. Well, what, what have you heard? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> what's going on, Randa? You've got a lot of stuff going on. I have always got a lot of stuff going on. That's just kind of the way of the world. Uh, Monday, my boss's mom died. Mm. Yay! Yay! <laughs> well, no, that's it's kind of sad. But he he is gone for the week, so having a boss-free week is always um, mm-hmm. less stressful at work. But uh, today I went to Carthage, Tennessee, to the funeral home for visitation to you know make nice with the boss mm-hmm. and. and I suck up a little bit. You didn't stick your head in and go, ha! Oh, no. <laughs> Sucks to be you. Sorry, <laughs> mom died. Oh, you're not going to be getting laid for a while. Oh, wait, that's... Wait, that's uh, <laughs> wrong, wrong funeral. It's the entire... No, um... But Carthage, Tennessee is also the home of, um former senator, and also former vice president, Al Gore. Mm-hmm. And um, I, would, I would have thought that going to a funeral home with a lot of mourners would have been the saddest thing that you would find in Carthage, Tennessee, but no. <laughs> the saddest thing in Carthage, Tennessee is the Gore Lieberman store. What? Full of Al Gore election memorabilia, except it's closed. Which makes it even sadder. Forever? Uh, it appears to be. Good. That's weird, though. <laughs> well, you know, little town in Tennessee, this is their claim to fame, is that they once had a senator and vice president. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, you know, Barack Obama being from Chicago or... or Kenya. Or Kenya. <laughs> or um, Joe Biden being from... Wherever the hell in Delaware yeah, is from. Is he from. I think he's from outer space. I think <laughs> aliens made him. They need to keep practicing. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> he was a test run. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's not like, working. He's like made of plastic and bits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Carthage, it's called? Carthage, Tennessee. It sounds very um, biblical. Um, well, it's Greek, I think. Yeah, it it sounds uh, like mythological. Um, because uh, I, I think have, it is Greek. I think you're right. I have a, I have a line in the show that I am currently doing, saying that my uncle Simo, the noted Carthaginian elephant breeder, uh, came to an untimely end. 
he was crushed to death on the last day of the mating season. Mm. 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 That sounds uncomfortable. More ways than one. Yes, but if you deliver it funny, then then everyone laughs. <laughs> that sounds like it's not only awkward, but painful. Is uh, is what that situation messy. sounds like? Very messy. Because it'd be awkward. Because why is he there? You know, while that's happening. There's a well, Carthage, Nebraska. There is. He's he's. Well, oh, he's not necessarily. He's not like you know, pick sticking his nose in where it doesn't belong. Then, is that what you're saying? Well, you know, elephant breeders probably have to do some pretty. <laughs> I would imagine like step stools would be involved at some point. I thought it'd be just like whispering words of encouragement. <laughs> <laughs> Getting all up in there and, and massaging the prostate and <laughs> probably holding some things open. There's <laughs> a, a bucket and, and a syringe. <laughs> Turkey based or a garden hose. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. And a couple of siphons and <laughs> a sump pump. <laughs> little generator, they got to pull the cord and <laughs> it actually alarms the elephants, so they have to they have to be there to calm them down. Absolutely. <laughs> Poor elephants. <laughs> First Dumbo, now this. <laughs> First Thomas Edison, now this. Yeah, right. Um. So you, yeah, you're in you're in um the show right now, right? So the show, yes. A funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Yeah. And you're like the main character in Junk, right? Correct. Who received glowing reviews, I might add. Always. Actually, that's not true. I tend to get kind of mixed reviews at best. <laughs> well, good job. The first one I ever got was like, Cooper sounded good, although his body movements were somewhat stiff. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, that's me. <laughs> In a nutshell. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I you must be new here. Robot. <laughs> Golden voice and move like a dweeb. That's exactly me. <laughs> I, I find your uh, I find your review to be very humanist. <laughs> they they're just not. Um, yeah, exactly. But um, okay, okay, okay. Do you have stories to tell? Do you have? Um, do you have something in particular that you want to talk about or anything like that? Because I know you you sent me several messages saying, should I tell this story? Should I tell that story? I wasn't sure if you were making them up or if they were real. There was something about um, wrestling Paula Dean. There was... <laughs> <laughs> that one was uh, a bit of hyperbole. Okay. Okay. It was wrestling down the food at Paula Dean's buffet. Oh, okay. <laughs> Same <thing>. Which is <laughs> yes, but she always wins that battle. Yes, exactly. Um, so, so yeah. What are there any stories you want to tell? I was just gonna um, kind of go about it organically and see what what came up of, over the course of conversation. Oh, that's well, how we do it. Is it? Mm-hmm. Suck at this. <laughs> Going in there with an agenda is like, yeah, I want to talk about the time I went to Wigstock and the time I went to Prague and the time I went to the Great Wall of China. It's like, well, oh, let's just see the if what, the what, the, and the what. Ones. See if those come up. It's like, oh, well, Wait, one time that reminds me of the time I went to. <laughs> I want to hear about Wigstock. Your cat threw up. That reminds me of the time I went to Germany. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, when I was I was uh, fresh out of college and working for a company that put me in New Jersey, in the wilds of New Jersey, 
um, the parts of New Jersey that actually are lovely enough that it earns the moniker Garden State for a month. And so on the weekends, I'd catch the train into Manhattan because, you know, uh, being a, a poor, naive kid from um, Mobile, Alabama, you don't get to New York all that much. So did they send you there for only a month or were you only employed there for a month? No, I was employed with a company for a year, but they sent me all over the country for oh, okay. a couple of weeks at a time. I didn't know if it was like training or punishment or what. <laughs> I was uh, working database stuff. Hmm. Say no more. And um, I, one of those weekends was Labor Day weekend, and uh, it's like, well, what, what do I want to do in New York? It's like catch a show, go to a, a museum, go. They had a book festival there, and that particular weekend was Wigstock, which to the unknown is the great uh, drag queen festival in <laughs> Village. And me, you know, poor naive kid from um, Mobile, Mobile, Alabama says, well, that looks like fun. <laughs> and way out of my depth. <laughs> way, way out of my depth. Um, they were shooting Wigstock, the documentary, that year. So if you um, look at the documentary... Um, you can see what I saw. Okay. The exact, that exact, you know. I'll look for the uncomfortable man in the crowd. <laughs> make careful attention to stay off camera at all times. Okay. It's like, you know, because, at, at, you know, at 20, 23, 24 years old, you're thinking, maybe one day I might want to run for Congress. Second, <laughs> and Deborah Harry. RuPaul and Deborah Harry wow. were there. And wow. I am still in love with Deborah Harry. Yeah. As you should be. And um, lots of graphic songs about anal sex. What? Yay! I am surprised. Tunes <laughs> sung by drag queens. <laughs> That's awesome. And, you know, uh, uh, very naive, very sheltered Southern Baptist kid from Alabama walking into this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how did you? Were you all right? Did you did you run away? Did you you know how how, how long did you stay? A couple hours. Yeah. Uh, it was still it was still daylight. It was um before the the um in a giant. Drag queen gave birth to a woman on stage uh, <gasps> that appears in the <laughs> in the documentary. Awesome! <laughs> it's like, well, when 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 the um, when the drag queens in the audience are go, are making faces and going ew, songs is like I am way way in over my head, right. <laughs> It's like, yeah. well, this is fun. I can say I've been. <laughs> <laughs> See what else we can do in New York this weekend? Yeah. <laughs> and that that was the that was the the same day as the book festival. So I went to I believe Sixth Avenue, where all the publishing houses are, and ran into um, James Elroy, just kind of standing on a street corner. <laughs> James Elroy, the guy who wrote the Black Dahlia and L.A. Confidential. Oh wow! And George Plimpton. Also, just kind of standing there on a street corner. The cartoonist? No, that's Bill Plimpton. Oh, George. right, right. And the the guy who sold in televisions and was the founding editor of the Paris Review and played a couple snaps with the Detroit Lions and uh, reported on the Muhammad Ali George Frazier fight in um, Zaire, I believe, the Rumble in the Jungle. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. Okay. Who was um, also incidentally a friend of a friend because um, I had a friend who also wrote for the Paris Review in the fifties. Wow. You just know lots of cool people. 
Well, actually, I just kind of know like one cool person who just <laughs> really cool. <laughs> Whatever happens if that relationship dries up, you're. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> he passed on. Um, oh, he's the one you were telling me about before. Yeah, if you if you um, were to Google his name, which was Eugene Walter. You can find a mini biography that's like, wow, he did lots of cool stuff. He published Dylan Thomas's first poem. Oh, he, He's hung, a, he is a smirky smirkerson. Yeah. <laughs> he hung out with Anais Nin in New York. <laughs> okay. I will link his uh, Wikipedia entry in our show notes. He looks neat. Well, well, way to bring the mood down. <laughs> Talking about the dead people. <laughs> Sorry about that, dead people. <laughs> I'm even going to put this in the show notes as Randall's dead friend, exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling if he's as cool as you're saying, he'd like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he would. <laughs> for some reason that made me think of my very favorite part of uh what was it scary movie two or three it was probably three that's the best one where um uh this little girl's teacher dies and uh they're going to tell her about it and the dad says, I better go tell her. And his, and his brother, her uncle, says, no, it's okay. Let me do it. And he's, you know, he's walking over all cool and calm. And he gets to her and he goes, your teacher is dead. I think that was the second one because I have not seen that one. It was so funny. He's like, your teacher's dead. And I accidentally dro- ran over your dog on the way in. <laughs> Everybody you love around you is dying. <laughs> you know, in real life, that's not that funny. No. I know, but in the Because I did that to my sister. Oh, no. <laughs> when, we were, when we were like 13, 14 years old and, and the cat had died and mom mm. had kept it from her. And I, I was, you know, young and, and naive, which is how all my stories go. And uh, thought, well, you know, just kind of ripping it off like a Band-Aid would, would be the least painful. And so I said, well, Suzanne, Hershey's dead. It's like, and that was it. She, she wailed. Oh. <laughs> wow. Aww. Yes. I would, thought I was being, being gentle by being brusque. Instead, I was just being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's how things usually happen with me, too. I think I'm being a good person, and I'm actually being horrible. And so I just try not to say anything that has any emotional meaning anymore, and it seems to be working out for me. (laughs) 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 Oh, you want to know about your grandpa? Um, You know, why don't you go talk to that person over there? (laughs) (laughs) Here, I have a greeting card just for this. (laughs) Oh, we need to bring back Midwestern. Oh, uh, that was such a great idea. I miss those. They were so good. And we had some some that were made by uh, by listeners. Rose made some and uh, Ben made some. And then I think Ben actually made like template ones too mm-hmm. where you could just take the pictures and then write whatever you wanted. But the, the concept behind Midwestern greeting cards was that you wouldn't actually address – what the card was about. You wouldn't actually say anything. Mm-hmm. So you like, you've, you've wronged someone in some way or something bad has happened, but uh, you're too, you have a too tough of an exterior to actually communicate about it. Right. So instead you talk about the weather or sports. Sports or like, I think my favorite one, uh, what, one, one of the ones was, uh, uh, did you see house this week? <laughs> <laughs> are there any peanuts left <laughs> that's that's all they would say it's just stuff like that yeah how, so how would you would you like something to eat or drink um so let's say a little... <laughs> yeah these are really good biscuits <laughs> uh, yes that's exactly it that's exactly it um is there any more of that 
that nice hot dish you made the other day. <laughs> so, what do you think of that Prometheus? <laughs> that might be a little bit too much to mention, like a, a movie that you would have to go mm. out to see and stuff like that. I think it would, this would be more like it would have to be something very casual, very casual, and not mentioning any sort of activity. Whatsoever. So, like, oh, I like your sweater. Yes. Yes. Um, oh, and yeah, that was that was actually one of the cards that Ben made. Something about um, I like your pants or something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Midwestern greeting cards, people. We want to make this a thing. I know we've got some really talented listeners out there. We can do this. I want this to be a thing. But yeah, it could never. It never actually says what the card is for. So there would be sections of the Midwestern greeting cards, like apology. Um, there wouldn't even be those. It w- there wouldn't even be sections. There wouldn't be sections, but I, w- I want there to be different cards for different things, but there's no real reason why. <laughs> <laughs> but you could, they could be interchangeable. You could use them for anything. Yeah, because they would, they would just say, you know, they would just say random things. So it could be happy <laughs> birthday. It could be I'm sorry. It could be I love you. It, so, yeah, the, so the section, the, the section Father's for, Day card would be like, "So, how about them bears?" Yes, right. <laughs> the the section for um, like uh, loss of a loved one or something like that is. So, uh, how about the maple leaves? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It was exactly. Um, trying to think of some from my actual life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. I draw the line there for me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You're probably right. That's probably not. Uh, good. Not like probably I'm not the healthiest. Few, you know, dead person visitation today or anything. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Whose fault is and that? Saying saying all the platitudes about you. Well, she's in a better. Well, it, she didn't. She's not suffering. Well, I. <laughs> right. Yeah. She's in a better place and. By that, I mean she's not living around you anymore. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I do know where the door is. <laughs> Why are you asking? <laughs> it's right over there. What? <laughs> I can go myself. What, you mean now? <laughs> And that's what I wrote in the visitation book. How did you know? <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Um, yeah, and th- that is very difficult because uh, whenever something really sad like that happens to someone, just really shitty, you know, it's really it sucks because there's nothing that you can say, and I never want to say the that stuff because. You, you, you both know it's full of shit, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm not saying that you, that it's not. Yeah, you feel bad, what, but you, th- what but, are you yeah, going to say? Yeah, but the thing, the thing that is the true thing to say is, "Motherfucker, this sucks." Sucks. <laughs> I am so sorry that this happened to you. I'm sorry but that you you're can't, this. But there's you can't write that on the condolence card. You have to say. <laughs> I'm sorry for your loss. You know, I I think you can write it. You can write it on the card if you use calligraphy. That's true. If you, yeah, that's true. Well, you know, you could probably do it in cross stitch. You could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would totally accept one of those. You could. That's like, a good idea. This fabric is right mm-hmm. and tasteful. You could. You could. Uh, you could have a great line of those on your Etsy store. Yeah, it's I like you could buy was like fuck. <laughs> I, it would be stuff He's like gone. I can't believe that your mom actually died. That totally sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked her. <laughs> you know, just stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know. It's something to think about, something to ponder over. Because really, that's what it comes down to, doesn't it? I mean, that's that's exactly what I say when I when I hear about somebody, you know, passing away. It's, it's just like, God fucking damn it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we had that conversation, Shane. We had that conversation. Yeah. And, and we, uh, 
I think I think how our conversation about the topic ended was you saying I want to punch today in the face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's how that's how you react to it. Yeah. Pilot. I think I think a proper sympathy card can just say, Oh shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know? You're like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. I like it. Definitely like it. So uh grief, won't you? Thank you. Um Moving on. Moving on. Let's talk about something funner. More fun? Funner? I don't know. More fun. <laughs> More fun. <laughs> I'm smart. S-M-R-T. <laughs> uh-huh. What? Shut up. <laughs> Everybody knows I'm not bright. It's okay. <laughs> well, that's what's on your business card. <laughs> Bridget Frankoviak, idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Giggling moron. (laughs) People will probably agree with that. Not the sharpest knife in the drawer. Exactly. Um, A few fries short of a Happy Meal. Actually, my very favorite uh, thing to call somebody stupid um, came from Foghorn Leghorn. Mm -hmm. And... um, what did he say? He said that girl's about as sharp as a sack of wet mice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things that's ever happened ever. Uh, I prefer to call someone a low watt bulb. <laughs> that's good too. I have heard sharp as a marble. Mm-hmm. Dumb as a bag of hammers. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm fine with both of these. What, what level of stupid do you think I am, though? I don't think you're stupid. <laughs> no, you're not stupid. I really don't. Oh. Sometimes, though, I do just... Like, I remember one time when we were recording the podcast, we were talking about Barry White. We were mm. actually talking about Barry White, and I forgot his name in the middle of our conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I do shit like that all the time. <laughs> Yeah, that that hardly makes you stupid. Like I'll be I'll be telling a story, and then right in the middle of it, I'll become like self uh, self conscious, and then I'll have no idea where that story was going. I know what you mean. I do that too. <laughs> and then I have to stop and just say, "I'll show myself out." <laughs> I do that in the middle of sentences, and then I go home and cry. Do you cry? Yeah. You have a little teddy bear that you cuddle when you do? Yes. It, I lay in bed in the fetal position. Why couldn't I finish that story? Uh-huh. Stupid, stupid, just, stupid. This just can't possibly... Never tell get, this story again. Get this sentence out. <laughs> <laughs> just so terrible. <laughs> So now I write all my stories down. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Keep them in cards in my wallet. <laughs> Consult your notes for podcast. <laughs> you know, I used to save stuff for the podcast and fuck you both, by the way. <laughs> I used to save stuff for the podcast, but I forget to do that now. I just don't think about it. It it go, it usually happens pretty naturally, though. Just mm-hmm. because, I mean. You know somebody, more than half your life, that kind of happens, I guess. Yeah. Known you for well, more than my life, that's weird. Isn't it? <sighs> I never thought about that until you said it. So weird. <laughs> Y'all have another podcast next week. I have to get all my stories out in the next uh, half an hour, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Otherwise, we will not have you back. <laughs> With podcast we'll never have you back, ever. <laughs> of course. That's how it goes. John on twice. We'll have you on twice. I mean, if we have John on twice, right. hate that guy. What? No, nothing. <laughs> I love that John and I have this little fake animosity thing that we do every once in a while. <laughs> oh, it was fake? Oh, did I get it wrong? I don't know. Oh, are you talking about what he was saying? What was he saying the about death? No, nothing. No? It's a, uh, it sounds like you're saying something that maybe he was saying something. I I think my mom's calling me on the other line. He got kind of quiet that one time that I walked over, but I just thought you guys were done talking. Oh, yeah, we were, totally. Are you sure? No. uh, Oh. 
Huh. Look, I'm in a really weird position right now. So I think. What? <laughs> Did you get stuck? Isn't Leah still there? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that I, I can understand where you're coming from. You know, I'll just deal with him directly. Yeah, that's probably the best. Just okay. iron out your differences that way. Yeah, yeah a couple of a Midwestern greeting cards and everything will be. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's <laughs> a way to passive aggressively respond to a Midwestern greeting card. Like, like, somebody sent a thank you, you note. <laughs> <laughs> what if somebody sent you, like, you know, hey, did you see House this week? And then they would respond, like, uh, it's been on repeat for, you know, <laughs> for many months or something. Just like a passive, a non response for response. I like this idea too. Hmm. Anyway, um, what other stories? Tell me another story, Randall. Be a story. Nothing ever comes up organically here. I just nothing ever comes up organically. So we talk about uh, the time I invented white Russian cereal. What? (laughs) What? What? Please. Well, several years ago, I um, based on, on a, a, something I read on the internet where someone wanted something, I took it upon myself to invent a cereal that turns your milk into what New Englanders refer to as coffee milk. Oh. And what it basically was was uh, coffee-flavored candy-coated Cheerios. Oh. Wow. And when you, you know, that you can you can eat them out of hand, but if you mix them in milk, the milk is everything but vodka, short of being a white Russian. Mm. 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 It's a great idea. That is a great idea, and it worked beautifully. Mm. It took like three or four tries to get it down right, but it's uh, yeah. That sounds really good. So, how does this help me right now? <laughs> <laughs> I probably have some laying around here. So where are we at on this? <laughs> I appreciate your, the thoughts surrounding this, but <laughs> I, I'm still sitting here with no white Russian. <laughs> or cereal. <laughs> right? <laughs> I had, oh, uh, the, uh... So it's it's what kind of, how did you make it? What'd you make it from? I Cheerios and sugar and instant coffee. Wow. Wow, you're smart. It's, uh, it's basically all there is to it. Huh. That sounds pretty good, actually. And now I want some. <sighs> Bloop. I just got a message on Skype on the computer. Oh, man. Uh-huh. Look at that. Oh! Oh. To this. Need a thermometer. It's already too much work for me. Yeah, you're right. Oh yeah, you you gotta have a thermometer, yeah. otherwise you either burn you're actually making candy out of your sugar, or yeah. uh, it it doesn't uh, set up right. I do have one of those My thermometers. God, I'm just amazing. not gonna make this. <sighs> those thermometers have multiple uses. I love those things because in addition to making you know things that require direct temperature, you can also. Tease cats. Mm-hmm. My uh, mouse knows the sound of the trigger on that. Uh huh. So as soon as I click it, like mine is out of batteries right now, so I've been clicking it like crazy. Uh, when I click it, he immediately looks at the wall and waits because he knows what happens. Hmm. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the cereal. <laughs> <laughs> Drooling all over your oh face. Oh my god, it sounds so good. <laughs> I need and if it. you hit the experiments tag next to it, it's like the the other the the whiskey sour cookies and the <gasps> Oreo Damn. stuffed ice crispy treats and the whiskey sour jello molds and the <gasps> the the Jolly Rancher freezy pops and holy crap. Mm. 
All the other things that... I might have to make the Jelly Rancher Freezy Pops. Those are awesome. Because I love Jelly Ranchers. You used to be able to buy Jelly Rancher Freezy Pops, and they were on the market for one year and then vanished. I think I remember like, that. Uh, damn it. Well, I'm going to have to invent them. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> That's pretty cool. So, yeah, hey, you, you like to cook a lot, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, like you did. You did a competition online, right? With, yeah, uh, with uh, uh, was it yellow cake uranium? Okay. <laughs> I think or huge in Japan. Huge in Japan. Japan is my coworker. <laughs> we actually worked in the same building. But, really? Yeah. I thought you were doing a bit. No, remember he's he's the one who works in my building. No, I don't remember too. this. Huh? And I've never I've never actually met him in person too, which is hilarious to me. But um, yeah, huge in Japan. He uh, he works for the same company as me. Hmm. He's the one who writes speeches for the CEO. Holy shit! I don't remember any of this. <laughs> You're high, <laughs> man. So yeah. This, anyway. Well, I I found this out during a podcast, didn't I? You did. That's you why I don't remember it. I ever say on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like I could say anything to you, and you'd be like, "Huh? Oh, hmm, okay. Hmm, what do you know? <laughs> you were born in 1977. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> Where'd you get this information? <laughs> <laughs> I told you last week on the podcast. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I want to say hi to Rob. Hi, Rob. Hi, Rob. Hi, Rob, Rob has been kicking my ass on Tumblr. I know. He's hilarious, isn't he? Yes. Rob is where I got my sense of humor. If it weren't for Rob, um, I wouldn't be funny. Yep. I have been enjoying his posts. Yeah. That's my brother, Rob, everybody. He's got a Tumblr now, so I'll link to that. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm happy that he did it. He was like, I don't have anything to say. I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> he started yeah. slow, and then he, he just started steamrolling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to link to that, and I'm going to see him next week, which will be fun. Are you? Yeah, because, oh, shit, I haven't even told you, have I? No. I'm going to meet him next week. Yeah, it's nice yeah. to know. Uh, I was thinking we could get together Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. Or Thursday. Or I, all of those days. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Excellent. <laughs> the late, the least uh, possible days that I'm staying at my parents' house, the better. <laughs> I was. Yeah, I keep telling you guys, just skip the parents. I know, I know. I told Rob the same thing. I'm like, look, you guys can come visit me. Right. Well, They won't even know. You know, except we're there for my dad's 70th. So. Oh, yeah. He might wonder where you guys are. I like my dad. He's so. got his hat on and he's getting ready to cut the cake. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait just a gosh darn minute. <laughs> Our cardboard standees fall over. And then go off every once in a while and nobody noticed it wasn't us because it's so perfect. <laughs> Wouldn't Bridget normally have reacted when the stripper popped out of this cake? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she's really here. <laughs> I know my impression of your dad is uncanny. Yes. <laughs> my dad's a pretty uh a pretty um standard Midwestern guy. He's pretty even. Um, no matter what he's saying to you, he doesn't really get emotional or change his tone at all. I find that very unsettling. <laughs> yeah, he's just, yeah, he's just pretty, you know, I don't know, pretty even. He grew up on a farm and, in, in, uh, I think he, it was a farm. I think it was. Yeah. Cause, <laughs> well, I don't really know. <laughs> There were animals around, but it might have been a hospital. Well, I never went there because oh, they, okay. they, uh, they moved to Omaha yeah. um, later. But, um, but yeah, he's just kind it's of... It's either you know, a farm or a factory. It's one of those F words. A factory farm? 
<laughs> but but um yeah in like rural nebraska so i guess he's just you know he just doesn't i don't know i don't think they have emotions there <laughs> <laughs> no that's a that's an urban thing yeah yeah it's it's an ethnic thing yeah right <laughs> yeah so uh, first we, thing you do when you move out of the country is develop emotions Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I have I have a little piece of news that I wanted to mention on the podcast. Besides my brother having a Tumblr, mm-hmm. uh, TJ and I started a new Tumblr. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> and then lot. I saw Merlin reblogged it. I know that was really cool because, um, well, it's actually based on something that Merlin does with uh, Dan Benjamin, the host of uh, Back to Work. Um, or their co-hosts, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But um, he does like this productivity, like worky type stuff podcast with Dan Benjamin, and they send each other pictures all the time with like two people in it, and they don't specify who's who. They just say, "This is me and you." <laughs> <laughs> and like one of them recently was uh, Jean Grey marrying Cyclops, <laughs> and you know that kind of stuff. So so. Um, I did a post about something about Dr. B saying that it's okay. I could start crying because I wouldn't like never stop crying. Jason mm-hmm. mm-hmm. responded to the post saying, if you never stopped crying, I would buy a boat and we would punt up the river of your tears or something like that. <laughs> so I sent him this really old like impressionist painting <laughs> Of two women on a on uh, one of those boats <laughs> <laughs> in like fancy dresses and hats and everything, and I sent that to him and said, "Me and you," <laughs> <laughs> and it just went from there. So we have a new Tumblr. It's called Me and You. Um, when TJ posts a picture, it says "Me and You." When I post it, it says "You and Me" in the um, in the uh, tags. So, um, so yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I'm enjoying it, and we got a submission today too. So nice. I, I I think we might go ahead and take submissions. I think we might. So I'll have to ask TJ about it. So anyway, join us, won't you? Thank you. It's fun stuff. We've got like over a hundred followers since Merlin blogged it, and I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Now that makes me nervous. I feel like I have to do something good. <laughs> anyway, oh my god. You're oh. getting popular. Your face is getting popular, jerk. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> we do the best we can. <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, that was the news that I had, but um what other stuff is going on? Hmm. Not a whole lot. No. What? What no, did I'm you? I'm pretty. Do? I'm pretty boring. No, you're not. Yeah. Tell you if you were. I've been playing video games a lot. Oh, you are then. Right. <laughs> you're playing playing with the Diablos. No, I'm not a not a big Diablo fan. I've been playing uh, Battlefield Three and The Secret World. I'm in the beta. No big deal. Hmm. That's pretty fun. Uh, Battlefield 3 just released a new um, expansion called Close Quarters. So up until this point, it's been like fighting. Uh, well, with a name like Close Quarters, it's probably all hugging. Yeah, pretty much. It is. <laughs> we have pillows instead of guns. <laughs> Do you have a tickle bazooka? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it shoots bunnies. It's like- it's awfully uncomfortable in here. How about I take off my pants? Consult <laughs> <laughs> the Team Fortress. Uh, mass, mass groups of people. Oh, we, we lost you for a tiny bit there. Yeah. I probably just stopped talking. <laughs> It sounded like you were like going in and out there, but no. But it's like I uh, in. <laughs> <laughs> You're faking it. Now. Yeah. 
Hot sex. (laughs) (laughs) I know I mention this every time this happens, but that always reminds me of the, um, uh, what is the movie? Um, Happy Gilmore bit where they're, they're censoring him and like the only word that they, (laughs) (laughs) that they can (laughs) put on TV is monkey. (laughs) Right. (laughs) For like two full minutes, every single word has a bleep over it except for monkey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so good. (laughs) We should do some unnecessary censorship. Yeah, I can do that. That's cool. So, uh, you you could even put bleeps when we weren't talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to really pad the episode. Faces <laughs> happy. Just episode. pick a word. Pick it's a like random word. That. <laughs> 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 which is which is uh that reminds me. Um, <laughs> I. A couple of jobs ago, I, I spent some time in China, and their word for um, that in Cantonese, I believe, or maybe Mandarin, one of their dialogue, dialects, the word for that is uh, phonetically very similar to an American racial epithet for black people. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, oh, no. And... I was going to China with a bunch of good old boys from Memphis, Tennessee, and they found the conversations hilarious. Wow. Oh, God. For shame. (laughs) Good old boys are kind of the worst. Yes. They really are. And then we all went out for Sichuan food, and... uh, Whatever their fire water is, and they're they're all like, "I'll have the vat." <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean fire water? What, huh? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had moonshine? Ugh, no. <laughs> I'm scared. Grappa. <laughs> oh no! There's, there's uh, a distilled rice wine. And I cannot remember the ne- what what it's actually called. I've had uh, prison toilet wine, um, but it it tastes pretty much straight like straight up moonshine. Holy mackerel! Um, it will give you the worst wangin' hangover you've ever had in your life. And um, the first night we went to Beijing, we went to a Sichuan restaurant and had just amazing food. Hmm. Just. Food you have never tasted in your life, and every time we took a bite of something, we did a shot of this stuff. Oh, oh no! And do that to yourself. I well, it's it's social. I mean, everyone at the table is doing it. Okay. And at two o'clock in the morning, I wake up in the hotel room, and I want to die (laughs) and you're trying to make yourself throw up to get it out of your system and you can't for whatever reason and you just you you drink as much water as humanly possible and it doesn't help and the next day you're going to the great wall of china Mm. and you can't you you want to call in sick it's that bad. There was this once-in-a-lifetime experience of going to the Great Wall of China, and you don't want to go because you feel, I need to be close to a toilet. <laughs> I'm not going to throw up. I just need for assurance. <laughs> it's cold, and I love it. <laughs> and But, you know, you, you, you suck it up and go, and it's like, Zero degrees because you're in the north part of China. It's the dead of winter and it is in the mountains. Mm-hmm. And um, you just are miserable. And Man, I've got the booze sweats just listening to that story. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awful. <laughs> it was terrible. And then you go to a really fancy restaurant for lunch and it's like, uh, I'm just going to sit here. 
Y'all enjoy your live fish that got pulled out of the tank and they clubbed it in front of you and then cut it into a a porcupine shape and dipped it in hot sauce. That again, huh? Yeah. Well, no, they killed it before they cooked it. Oh, good. They they deep fried it and and it turned into kind of a a puff of, of flaky. I'm sure it was lovely. And, uh, you know, hot and sour soup, which I guess was the, the Beijing specialty. Hmm. I, I know that the the lobster farm episode of You Look Nice Today really upset you, Shane. Yeah, I appreciate you bringing it up again. I have to because every time I think of it, I start laughing immediately because <laughs> all I think of is Scott telling that story and then talking about how, you know, they took the squid back and, and fried it. And Merlin saying how they keep it alive while they were frying. <laughs> 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 he slapped it across the face, giving some coffee. Right. <laughs> and give it a blood transfusion just to make sure it stays. Just to make sure. Through this suffering. <laughs> And starts cutting off appendages and, and give it a little extra. <laughs> I laughed so fucking hard at that. <laughs> that slayed me. <clears throat> okay, okay. And then, okay. then later, after after I'm you know finally over the terrible hangover, we go to uh, Tiananmen Square and the the Forbidden City, which are right next to each other. Mm. And one of my, you know, good old boy coworkers, and it's like, "Hey, when was that tank in Tiananmen Square?" It's like, oh. and of course, Chinese people, by and large, have no idea what happened in Tiananmen Square. Right. <laughs> like, what? what do you mean? There was no tank. <laughs> Maybe in a parade in the fifties. Prank collar. Prank collar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you remember you saw the pictures on TV. No! <laughs> you cannot access Wikipedia in China. I'm sorry. Does not happen. Oh, dear. Um, China, won't you? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Don't drink the fire water. It'll get you good and toasted. Yeah. I think the worst I ever felt after drinking was not this year Chicago-ish, but the year before. Oh, yeah. Last year Chicago-ish was... Yeah. The uh, karaoke night at at, uh, Blue Frogs, was it? Well, actually, are you talking about the August one? No, April. August was where I got screwed up, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I remember hearing about that one. I don't I don't even think I met you in April. There was a lot of people who were there in April that I didn't meet. Um uh, uh, I I was, you're right. Yeah, because I was standing in the corner looking at my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Scared of everybody. Um yeah, that was actually Lindsay um uh, told me I should go, so I went, and I was like, "I don't know anybody here." You should have, because I brought white Russian cereal. Oh my god, uh, dude! <laughs> I'm gonna go back in time and slap my just a, a giant a giant bag full of little baggies of it, and laid it in the hotel lobby and walked away. And as soon as my back was turned, the cleaning crew took the entire big ass bag <laughs> and <laughs> tossed it. No. And so maybe a dozen people got to try it. Oh, oh that's awful. Ugh. Uh, that hotel's nice. The people are pretty nice, but that sucked. I really liked that hotel. It's like, you know, they wouldn't they they wouldn't take away a Starbucks cup but bring yeah. you food out there. Yeah, exactly. I was I'm actually when you said that, I was really surprised because I remember there'd be like pop cans sitting around in the lobby and stuff like that forever. Um, but yeah, something valuable, they'll take it. (laughs) Oh well. Sell it on the street. Exactly. But it was, yeah, that was, um, that was, uh, a good place and it was a lot of fun. 
So I don't know. I haven't heard anything about this year um, in August. I don't know if that's happening or not. I haven't seen anything yet. But I know that the wedding for uh, Jason and Jessica mm-hmm. is the right, end of this month. Yep. So that may that may supersede it. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, because everybody's uh, you know people um, are traveling for that. So I'm going to be there. It's going to be fun. I'm so, jealous. No right. So, but it'll be good. Um. Hmm. I think what else? What else? What else? Um. Things. My hatred of QR codes. My. Uh, Tell me all about it. <laughs> I I need to know. I hate QR codes. Well, because you don't know what they are. That it's is just a, a whole bunch of black and white dots, right? That's true. You take a photo of it, and and what happens? You don't know. It could be a virus. Could it? It could. Really? I didn't know that. Well, what if what if somebody put a QR code over the QR code that you were supposed to zap, and it was, uh, <laughs> and it was uh, something other than what it was supposed to be? That sounds pretty far fetched. That sounds awesome. I need to do that. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, hmm. Such a great idea. Yeah? Is it? Mm-hmm. Get on that, people who are trying to destroy computers. Now that I have a Mac, I don't care. You should care. Nobody ever does that for Macs, do they? Yeah. <laughs> do they? Since I've yeah. got a... I've got a whole stack full of stickers of QR codes that are, you know, two and two, two by two inches and three by three inches. And <laughs> I'll go if there's a QR code that fits the display, I will put my special QR code on top of theirs. <gasps> really? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, what does yours say? Um, mine sends you to a, uh, uh, a uh, site. <laughs> site. Yeah, I could. Uh... <laughs> Is it meat spin? <laughs> no, there's there's just a whole bunch of QR codes out there rickrolling people. Mm. Oh yay! <laughs> That's so much better than what I was worried it was gonna. <laughs> I thought it was going to be goatsy or something. I know. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not quite that mean. Although I also made one that uh, goes to. Um, I mean, let me look it up here. People with QR codes. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I also have one that sends you to the site that I just sent you guys. <laughs> oh, I'm excited about oh that. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. But you can, you know, you can make a QR code that sends you to any website on the on the planet, so <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Uh, we need one that sends people to eatfarts.com. <laughs> <laughs> That's still our domain name. Yeah. Right yep. <laughs> Tony, uh, Tony bought that for us and still got it. But, you know, just just get a get an eight and a half by 11 sheet of uh, paper and, and make a QR code that basically sends you to the Rickroll video or to sexybatmancot.com or... Or eatfarts.com. And, uh, I think my favorite one would be, have you seen the, the cartoon, like the gif of the little, uh, it's like an animated little bunny uh, doing a pole dance? It's so- <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes, I have. 
<laughs> that's where I'm going to send everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you walk through a Walmart or go to a gas station, there's just all these QR codes laying mm-hmm. around, and you don't know if they're legit, right? Right, exactly. It could be the snow crash virus. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I'm sorry. I'm just watching the pole dancing bunny now. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, anything else going on that we want to talk about? We've been talking, what, about an hour now? Uh, Yeah, an hour and four minutes, almost five minutes. did pretty good. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to say? Anybody you want to say hello to? Any uh, any final words or statements? Uh, no. Hi, everyone out there in podcast land. But I think I said that at the beginning. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> if you're in Nashville for the next two weekends, come see if anything happened to the way to the forum. There That's a go. good idea. Plug my show. Come yes. on a Thursday when the when you don't have to eat the bad spaghetti. Oh, the the really good spaghetti. Yummy, so good. (laughs) Mm, The Cisco meatballs. A little weird there. You didn't call me Bridget once. I was surprised. The the um, you you can bring your own beer or wine. Oh, really? Do you have to hide it? Nope. They'll bring you a glass. I'll <laughs> bring you a glass because they know you need it. I'm not used to that. <laughs> it's not common for theaters because most of them get a liquor license and charge you for it. Mm-hmm. We have lots of restaurants in Chicago that are BYOB, and I just do not get that. It costs an awful lot to get a liquor license, especially in a big city. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. And rather than the paying the $5,000 or whatever it costs to get a, a wine permit in Chicago. They just say, bring in your wine, give us five bucks, we'll give you the glasses and a cork, mm-hmm. and, and we'll all call it fair. Yeah, okay. Makes sense, I guess. Um, okay, well, should we wrap this bitch up? Let's wrap it up. So. Okay. And now, let's end this meeting on a high note. <laughs> <laughs>